Watch your step, dude. Watch your step. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome. This is Words with Ali. I'm your host, Ali Sievright. And this week's episode, I'm going to say some words on home. But more specifically, Jamaica. Eternal Father, Guide us with thy mighty hand Keep us free from evil powers Be our light through countless hours To our leaders, great defenders Grant true wisdom from above Justice, fruit be us countries in the world jamaica so beautiful i love that place i miss its warmth right now like low-key it's cold as shit it's cold as shit right now i wish winter would end and what an apt time to do this episode today's valentine's day this is gonna come out tomorrow but like 
today's Valentine's Day, and I figured, you know what, let me celebrate this place that I love. I have a strong connection to this place, even though I haven't lived there for too long, just like a little bit of time. But like that time meant so much to me while I was there. And yeah, as a kid, I'd hear so many stories about Jamaica and like how my parents grew up there and like the way their lives were. And when they came over here, it became so different. And like I wanted to experience that for myself to really ingrain myself in this part of my life because growing up in Canada, I was born here, but I was raised in a Jamaican household. So it was very, it's very, uh, what's the word? It's very interesting. I don't, I'm not good with words right now because I'm feeling a lot of feelings right now doing this episode because, man, I miss Jamaica. I miss my family. I miss my grandfather. And, um, yeah, this is a this is a heartfelt episode, Valentine's Day. It's going to come out, you know, the next day after. But you know what? It's still love, still love. And, um, yeah, getting on the plane for the first time years ago, First of all, I'm fucking nervous as fuck. I've never been on a plane before this. The most time I've been in the air was on like a roller coaster. And like that, that was like, I we're still grounded. We're attached to a railing system that's attached to the ground. So the idea of being thousands of feet up in the air in like a big metal uh, flying machine was uh, kind of terrifying. Plus, I was doing that by myself. I ain't had nobody with me. I was doing a solo dolo with a, a whole bunch of other Jamaicans. Some of them flying for the first time as well, and some of them were making some noises. Lord Jesus, take my life. Oh, Jesus. Oh, please. No, make me die upon the airplane, man. Please, somebody hold my hand. Hold my hand, please. Sir, sir, come here. Come here, sir. Hold my hand, please. Please. And I'm like, bruh, you're not helping me. You are not helping. I'm stressed the fuck out. You're stressing me out even more. Why? What, uh, what, uh, get your shit together, bro. Get your shit together. We can't both be this scared. This is not helping nobody. Good thing one of the... the What's the term? Do we, is stewardess still usable? Um, I feel like it's offensive. I ain't trying to offend nobody. I just don't know another word for... um. Uh, air crew. Okay, air crew. Part of the air crew uh helped uh, this gentleman and uh, sat beside him. It was a it was surprisingly an empty flight. There's like a lot of empty seats, so mans were just like popping through different seats, checking out different views and shit. And like, yeah, it was a uh, nerve wracking at first. It felt like a roller coaster going up, and I'm like, oh shit, my my stomach's in my butt, and uh. <laughs> And then as soon as we, you know, got in the air and we're, like, leveled out and shit, I'm like, yo, this is pretty chill. It's like a big-ass bus. It's just a bus with no wheels. That's basically what it is. And, uh, yeah, like, four hours later, I ended up in uh, Jamaican Airport. And um, let's go from there. So I arrive at Norman Manley International Airport in Kingston, Jamaica. Um, I depart the plane. I noticed it was considerably warm because um, I left in uh, the beginning of January. So midwinter in uh, Canada and like I had uh, dressed for Canadian weather. And uh, yeah, arriving in Jamaica and when it's warm, it was a big adjustment because like it wasn't just warm. It was like it was, it was fucking hot. And uh, <laughs> uh, luckily, the airport had some air conditioning. Um, so that made it uh, pretty nice. 
And I uh, got, yeah, I made my way through, got through checkout. And like, literally, I'm walking out the door to airport. And like, I see this landscape. And like, the only way I could describe it is that it was like, um, it felt like it was a different time. It felt like I went into the past. This is like mid 90s. I'm a little kid. And yet I didn't feel like I was in a foreign country. I felt like I was at home. Because, like, it, I never felt like I was out of place here. I just felt instantly like, oh, I'm back home. Even though I would never been there. It was just a, it was just an odd feeling like this connection just formed instantly. And I could see the mountains in the background. This old beat up uh, Toyota Corollas and Honda Civics. And I'm like, bruh, this is Jamaica. This this is my my mom's home, my dad's home, my grandmother's home, my grandfather's home. This is home. This is the place where I've been hearing all these stories about. And yeah, it was just like I was overwhelmed with emotion. I was just frozen. I couldn't move. I was just like shook. And then um my mom pulls up in the in this vehicle and she's like, Oh, welcome. She's like, Oh hi. He's like, Hi, welcome, welcome to Jamaica. She hugs me and like and like she's like, Okay, we're gonna go to mama's house and like I load up my luggage and we're driving like maybe like ten minutes at most. Like we're really close to the airport. On like this road, it kinda it's like around like a bay. So, like, you get a view of the ocean and the bay on each side. And it's, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. And, like, it wasn't even, like, a sunny day when I arrived. It was, like, kind of, like, you know, cloudy a little bit. But it's still beautiful. And, yeah, we get uh, dropped off at the house. And I see the house just colorful. There's, like, gates. And, like, and I just see so many shops just, like, set up. People are just selling shit. Like, literally. Literally every 10 feet. Every 10 feet, someone's selling something. There's a church on the corner. And there's a church on the other corner. There's a church down the road. And I was like, bruh, this is, this is a lot. And, like, I felt weird when I was exiting the car because I'm getting my luggage. And I could feel, I could feel the people staring at me. I don't know who they are, but they, they've been there for time. So they know instantly. It's like, yo, he's he not from here. And I just hear, Farna! <laughs> <laughs> just somebody just yelling out down the street it's like how do you know I'm, I'm not from here and i'm just returning huh but like they just they just know instantly it's like an energy you carry when you come there like they could pick you out of a crowd even if you're black as night it don't matter like you're a foreigner they could tell it they could hear it they see it in your walk and uh that that was the beginning part of uh, one of the parts I didn't really like about Jamaica. And that was uh, people insulting me. And um, it, it got a bit rough. But uh, let me talk about Mama's house still. So we get to Mama's house, my grandmother's house. And we had to walk up this little uh, alleyway on the side of the house to get into her property. Because the lower part of the building was someone else's. And, like, there's, like, a little backyard, and I see this dog is just laying down. It's got a chain around its neck. And I see it eyeing me down, and I'm thinking, okay, it's all right. He's just, he's chained up. And this dog, fucking, as soon as I get, like, 
close, within its perimeter. I, I was probably like 10 feet away from it. It jumps up and leaps down, almost pulling this chain out of the wall. It's chained up. This is a strong-ass motherfucking dog. And it's barking, and I see it growling. I'm like, oh, shit. Yo, whose dog is this? And, like, my, my Uncle Mikey told me it's a, it's a neighbor's dog, Max. And uh, the dog's name was Danger. And for obvious reasons, the fucking dog was dangerous. The motherfucker tried to bite my head off. And apparently he already bit, like, a couple people before that. And that's why he was chained up. So I was like, I was kind of shook. Like, this dog is very close to the entrance of this door. I don't know if I want to stay here with this dog like that. He's strong as shit. Might break that chain. But, um... <laughs> I got over that, entered the house, and it was, um, yeah, like, I can't even, it was definitely, like, a still, a, like, a, a time warp, because it's, like, yeah, it had, like, a 1990s, because it reminded me, like, the house, how my house looked when I was a kid, just very minimal, a couple paintings here and there, nice couch, but, like, just very Jamaican. And I can't, I can't put that into words well enough, but like when I say it's very Jamaican, it was just very Jamaican. Just believe me on that. And, um, yeah, I get to where my room is and, um, the bed, the bed was a bed. Um, there's like some random pieces of wood holding it up <laughs> that I could feel on the, underneath the mattress, but it's all right. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah i settled in i said hello to my uncle mikey and my uncle mikey man like one of the kindest people i've met definitely embodies the spirit of my grandfather like completely just like a gentle person and like he welcomed me and like he handed me a beer and like we were drinking a beer together we i, I don't like i may talk a lot on this podcast but like like, me personally, especially when I meet someone, like, because I talked to him over the phone for years, but, like, I never met him in person. So it was nice to, like, put a, a face to the to the voice, you know? But I was still shy. I felt shy. I'm, like, and I, I still, it took me a while to, like, open up and start, you know, talking more. But, like, yeah, I was very shy around him. But, like, he was, he was very nice about it, you know, and he's, like, like showing me pictures and everything. Because, like, he had pictures from us. When we were babies, I'm like, wait, how do you have these pictures? Like, apparently my mom's been sending all of these over the years. I'm like, me as a baby and, like, me as, like, a kid and growing up, I was just shook. And then even more emotions wash over me. And, uh, yeah, it was just, ah. It was just, yeah, it was just a lot. And so, yeah, once I get settled in, the next day... You know, we wanted to, you know, travel around, experience more of Jamaica. And that's where I got my first taste of uh, Jamaican courtesy. Um, I, as you may know, I'm a, I'm a big fella. Uh, you know, um, I'm a visibly, I, a visibly large person. And uh, everybody noticed. And everybody had something to say. And the, the plethora of insults that were thrown at me. Just one after the other. Like, let me go through a little list here. This is not all of them. These are just the ones that I, I that I have ingrained in my head. Fatty, Biggs, Tubby, Elephant, Two Ton, 
slobber, belly, fat boy, big boy, fat bigs, big tits, hungry boy, tree seater, fats, big belly boy, pot belly boy, fat man, tubs, jabba, plumps, fata, and the most common one I got, fat foreigner. Hey, yo, fat foreigner, buy some peanut, man. Yo, fat, fat boy. Yo, fat boy, new, you new here? Yo, get yourself some new shoes, boy. You fat. <laughs> At the time, I was not uh, as uh, entertained by it. But now looking back, like, man, they're creative. They're funny people. Like, you can't get mad at them. That's just, like, their way. They're, they just say what's on their mind. And, like, I, I was vibing with it, like, near the end when I was leaving. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was a little bit jarring at first. And, uh, cause, like, yeah, growing up in Canada, like, people call you fat and shit. But, like, not to that extent. Like, everybody, little, some little fat boy come up to me. He's like, you know, you're fat, no? I'm like, bruh, like, yo, you're fat too. Like, bruh, chill out. You're coming up to me, insulting me to my face like this shit. You brave. You're lucky I don't punch you in your face. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just kicked him. But um, <laughs> yeah, experiencing like a lot of Jamaica. I got to see this place called YS Falls. And it's like this like hidden in the forest waterfalls. And it's like so cold. But it's like ice blue water and like. You have, like, these, like, smooth rocks with jagged rocks. And, like, you could... They have, like, a rope swing you could swing off of. I didn't do that shit because I'm like, yo, I ain't, I ain't trying to push my luck here. And, um, yeah, that was beautiful. Like, if you go to Jamaica, go see YS Falls. Um, Make sure you go with a, a fucking Jamaican guide. Because they will, they will charge you uh, foreigner prices if they think you're not from there. And, yeah, that's, like, generally a practice, like, everywhere in Jamaica. Like... There's, like, a Jamaican price, and then there's, like, a tourist price. And, like, you got to be careful. Because, like, yo, like, Loki, a lot of places I went to, like, the first few weeks when I was in Jamaica, I barely spoke. Because, like, I didn't want them to clue in that I wasn't from there. And my patois is garbage. Some people think it's nice, but, yo, it's different when you go there and you try to speak it and people are asking you, what you say? Because they don't understand what the fuck you're saying. Like, even speaking like this, clear English. They'll go like, yo, man, what you talk about, man? Why you talk like that, man? Yeah, talk like foreign people, man. Come here and come Jamaica, speak the patois, speak the language of our people, man. What you say? And like, even just that there. Passable, sometimes. But like, trying to order some shit. Trying to get a beef, yo, let me, let me get two beef patty. And like, I didn't even say that. I just like, mm, two of them. That's it. <laughs> That's how I talk. Mm, one of them. Mm, yeah. Mm. Three, three of those. <laughs> I just point at shit. <laughs> and make sound effects. <laughs> and one dude caught on. He's like, yeah, your part one, how good is it? I'm like, mm. <laughs> But uh, after a while, I feel like... Uh, I, I got I got better at it enough where people understood me. They still know that I was a foreigner, but like they knew it was like, okay, we can understand them now, it's better. And like Yeah, YS Falls, uh Port Royal Beach, that's a great spot. 
It's right by the airport, too. Just like, yo, the buses in Jamaica are fucking way better than Toronto. Let me just say that. The TTC is lacking. Jamaica buses, they have air conditioning. They have cushions. And it's clean. Clean. And it's a dollar. 100 Jamaican dollars to go from where we were, Mountain View, to the airport. One single dollar. Like how, yo, let me do, I'll do a whole episode on TTC and their bullshit. But like, let me just say that. And, um, <laughs> like, the one thing I, I do have to say, there's a, something I notice a lot in, in Jamaica. There's a lot of stray dogs. And that's something I wasn't really prepared for. No one told me about this. No one says shit about, oh, it's like, yo, that, that Sarah McLaughlin commercial everywhere you go. In the arms of an angel. Like, the saddest starving dogs you can see, like, everywhere. Every, like, five feet. They're ever And then the roosters, they're just cawing. They don't even know what sunrise is anymore. They just go 24-7. They're just disrupted. I don't know what's up with the, the roosters in Jamaica, but they need a, a stopwatch or some shit. They're just like, ka it's like bruh you serious oh not to mention okay there's this lady who who would every every day would yell because we're we're on like a hillside area and she'd yell up a hill for some dude named larry every day and it pissed me the fuck off Cause she'd do it incessantly and as loud as fuck, no matter what the fucking time it was. It could have been 8 a.m. in the morning, 12 at night. Larry! 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 And she'd do this. And like, literally at one point I told her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and she's like, who say that? <laughs> Which pussy all I say that to me? I kind of hid in the house. I was scared. Because, <laughs> yo, I'm trying to get stabbed. Oh. But, yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. And also a spot, uh, I won't, I won't forget my travel up the Blue Mountains, which was a journey just getting to the mountain itself. Because we, we left around, like, 6 a.m., and we we caught a, a taxi to bring us to, um, I guess, the beginning point. But, like, apparently it was, like, a holiday. And, like, so the taxi dropped us off at, like, a police station. And, like, we're, we're talking to the, the, the people at the police station. It's like, yeah, we're trying to get to Hagley Gap, which is where, I guess, the trail is supposed to begin. And the guy's like, oh, no, nobody going up to Hagley Gap, man. You have to call somebody to bring you up there. And I'm, yo, man, I don't know this, I don't know this country. I don't know how y'all organize shit. And so, like, basically, the, the guy at the, the police station called somebody. He came and picked us up. And this, this motherfucker, this nigga, this nigga picked us up. We paid, I think I paid him, like, $25 Jamaican, no, Canadian. I don't, I forgot the math on it in Jamaica, but, like, he brings us to, like, this fucking dead-end road. And he says, like, oh, my friend not here. So you're going to have to, what you have to do, you have to walk. 
You're going to have to walk to Hagley Gap from here. I'm like, why can't you drive us? He's like, no, man, me, nah, me, me can't drive you there. My, my vehicle not good enough to go up the hills there. And I'm like, bro. So he just basically drops us off on like some random road. I don't, mind you, we don't have fucking maps. I don't know where I'm going. I've never been here before. I don't understand the topography. So we're just walking for like three hours to get somewhere. We're asking all these people along the way that live in this area. Because it's like backwoods. There's like no... There's nothing there. <laughs> this nigga just dropped us off on like some back road. We're going to get like axe murdered or some shit. I don't know what's happening. And so like, yeah, we're just walking for hours. Anytime we see somebody, we ask them, say, yo, is this the way to go to Hackley Gap? And like, yeah, man, yeah, just go so and go up there then. And then you take a left pond, the next road up there, sir. You take a right pond, the, the, the fork. And then you take another right on the other fork. And then you go up that way. And then you get to Hagley Gap. And then like, <laughs> it was it was a fucking mess. So after literally hours of walking, my feet already hurt at this point. Uh, we get to Hagley Gap. And we're asking around there. And we ask this dude, um, where's the where's the trail for the Blue Mountain? And he said, oh, the trail from here way I saw. You know, I'll get there from here. You say you have to take a, 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 a Jeep or something to go up there. You can't go by foot, man. I'm like, bruh. You tell me we walked all this way just to have to fucking take another route to get to the beginning? This ain't even the Beninging? You telling me this ain't even the Beninging, nigga? And, <laughs> bruh. So I, I paid this other dude. He, he, I guess he waits for people to come there after walking or something. I, I, I felt like this was a scam. It felt like a scam. Because, like, why would the dude drop us off in, like, some random area like that, have us walk? And I guess he probably knew. He was like, yo, let me scam some money out of these people. Let me call up my boy where the heck he got for them. Yeah, he got some foreigner money and ting. It's, you know, take their money and bring them up. But, yeah, the road to get to... The beginning trail of the mountain was fucking hectic. It's like a dirt road. It has these huge, like, gouges in it. And, like, you have to have, like, a 4x4 four four vehicle just to get up it. I was surprised. There's people walking up this shit. I'm like, yo, this is a good thing I paid this motherfucking money to drive us up here. Like, shit. I ain't walking up this. And, uh, yeah, after about, like, 20 minutes, like, this motherfucker, he's been driving, like, he's hectic. Motherfucker, and mind you, the roads in Jamaica are fucking skinny. They're skinny, and they're dangerous. Some of them have fucking road like mudslides, and like so you have like one lane here is like two lanes in Jamaica. The shit is sketchy, and mans do not drive slow. I don't know what's in these motherfuckers' blood where they feel like every day is a Fast and Furious fucking movie. Like, calm your shit. You're driving a 1993 Toyota Corolla. But, yeah, I don't know what the last time you changed the, the engine oil. I can smell this shit. Motherfuckers pushing that shit. I'm like, bro, relax. Who's chasing you? Who's chasing you? Calm down. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, this man's whipping his shit up this hill. And, like, we finally get to the beginning part of the trail. I, I, I asked the dude for his number because, like, I want him to 
keep them on standby when we come back down. And he said, oh, no worry, man. Me nah, me nah, we'll come back later, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll go up the hill and, and come back down. Man. Me, me be right here and take. And like, I I was I was really excited to climb a mountain. I never climbed a mountain in my life. And I wanted to climb this mountain to say, hey, I climbed a mountain. And it was going to be dope. But I did not look up how tall this mountain was. 7,402 feet. Or what kind of foot gear to be wearing. Anything but Adidas. Or how long it would take to trek up this mountain. I I I was wearing some beat up Adidas that had barely any grip on them. I still wear today. Um uh we brought some snacks cuz we know it was going to be a walk, but I didn't I think you know it would be like, you know, maybe 3 hours up, 3 hours down. And you know, we'd be, you know, back, back home at no time. Uh what the fuck was I thinking? What the fuck was I fucking thinking? And uh, we had enough water for, you know, uh, a little bit of hiking. Not the amount that was that was going to happen. And um, yeah, passing other Jamaicans on the trail. And the, the laughs, they're laughing at me. Because they're like, yo, that's how you bring? That's how you go up the mountain? I'm like, yeah, what's up? What's wrong with this? It's like, yo, big man, you know, I reach. What? Is that a threat? Why did you say it like that? It's like, yo, man, you know, I reach. You know, see how big no, man? Yeah, bring your thick ass leg, go up the mountain. No, man, this is just the beginning, boy. This is not even the, the hard part. It get rough up there, boy. You know, I reach. And like everybody we passed kept saying the same thing. You're not reach. You're not reach. And like it kind of pissed me off to the point where I'm like, yo, I'm a reach. And I'm a reach. And I'm gonna come back down. I'm gonna show these motherfuckers what the fuck I can do. Eight hours later, um, we reached the top. Beautiful sights. I'm not going to go into too much detail about it. L let me just say, I walked through clouds, through trees. It was the most beautiful shit I've seen. It got cold, and I was fucking mesmerized by this country's beauty. I could see the other islands. We were so high up, we could see other islands, and like, oh my gosh. Just fucking beautiful. If you ever get a chance to climb the Blue Mountains in Jamaica, go. Experience it. Tell your friends about it. Brag about it. It is a feat. It is not easy. And I did it in some busted up Adidas that I still wear today. And I will always wear these shoes out of pride and remembrance for that journey. Um, so when we got up there, it's it's nighttime, obviously, because uh, it, was, it was about midday when we started the trails, like maybe 1, 1 p.m. Um... So it's about like nine, close to ten o'clock, and yeah, it was a, uh, it was a trek to get down, cause these, these there's rocks, there's rocks on the trail that are are wet, and uh, your man slipped, fucking twerked my knee, and I had to get a stick, and we fucking climbed down this mountain in the fucking dark with my busted knee, 
and it was it was fucking hectic. <laughs> There's no food left. I was starving. I was thirsty. I was upset at myself. I was like, yo, why the fuck did I do this to us? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my leg. Uh, I could feel his, his top. My legs talking at me. He's like, hey, yo, motherfucker, why the fuck you bring us on this fucking mountain? You know we ain't built for this shit. Look at me, nigga. Look at me. We can't do this. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, motherfucker. We gonna do this. We already here. There's no way out. There's no way out. We have to come down. I can't sleep on this mountain. I literally can't sleep on this mountain. And uh, after hours of trekking down, we we got down pretty quickly. Um, it was roughly like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. ish when we got to uh, the the point where our driver dropped us off. We called him up, and he was waiting there. The man was eating some, you know, oxtail. <laughs> Looks like he went and did a whole bunch of stuff for throughout the day and came back. And um, he said he could bring us all the way back into town. And, like, you have no idea, like, when he said that shit, I wept. I was like, thank God. Because, <laughs> like, there's no way there's, I, could, I, could, I could do any more walking. Please bring us back into town, please. And he's like, yo, but you have to pay extra. I'm like, I don't even care at this point, man. I don't even care. My legs are done. They're a myth. My legs are a myth at this point. They don't exist. There's legends being told about my legs that probably went up a mountain i don't know they're not they're no longer in existence bro i'm done <laughs> and uh he brings us back into uh kingston it drops us off at a, a spot and then we have to take another taxi from there and um let me say this the taxis in fucking jamaica i i miss them they're the cheapest modes of transportation i've ever experienced in my life other than the buses in Jamaica. They are so convenient. Like literally you hop in somebody's whip. Dudes be like, beep, 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 You hop in, it's like, yo, where are you going? You say, hey, yo, take me a halfway tree. That's like downtown sort of. And like one dollar, a hundred Jamaican dollars. You just go there and then you go about your day, do everything, go to the coronation market, buy some stuff, come back, go to halfway tree again. Some next dude, beep, 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 beep. He's like, yo, take me to Mountain View. And he's like, all right, man. And then you you send them a hundred dollars, and then you're there, two dollars, two dollars there and back downtown. That's like it was almost what, fifteen to twenty minute drive, there and back, for two dollars. So, Ubers, what you doing charging people like fifteen bucks to go like two kilometers, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? There's a difference. But yes, back to the main story now. We we get back to Kingston and um we were trying to hail down a taxi. Uh it's pretty late. And this man's looking at me, he he's selling some shit, and he's yelling, Hey yo, Fatty. Hey yo, Biggs. Yo big boy. Me know you're hungry, man. Want peanut? Want peanut? I was fucking starving. You have no idea. I was starved. I've been walking all day. All I had was an apple. Apple and some water. I was so hungry. This this motherfucker knew how hungry I was. He could see it on my face. But I wasn't going to give in to that motherfucker because he's insulting me. Yo, fatty. Yo, fats. Yo, fat belly. Yo, me know you're hungry, man. 
Oink, 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 come, 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 get some food, boy. And this man's just going in on me. And like, and I, and I snapped. I'm like, yo, man, me not want shit. Me just want to go in my yard. <laughs> and then he stopped, he stopped saying shit. He's like, all right, that motherfucker's a Jamaican now. That's a motherfucking Jamaican now. I felt it. I felt that pride. I'm like, yeah. Climb the Blue Mountains, now I'm Jamaican. Yeah. Tired of shit. Getting the taxi for one dollar. For one dollar. This was downtown Jamaica. One dollar. We go all the way back home. Drop us off in front of the house. And like, I'm so tired. I'm I'm even too tired to eat. That's how tired I was. And like I climbed up this mountain with my my neighbor. Angie and my my uncle Mikey. Now my uncle Mikey, he's he's in his fifties. He's got some gray hair, but he's in good shape. And I tell you, man, this man went up this mountain and came back down, man. I was I was like, man, we we some strong people. This 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 our blood. This how we move. We we go up mountains. We don't we don't you know don't Asian got nothing on us. But when I tell you, when I lay down in that bed, I want to sleep so damn quick. I woke up, it was like instant. It felt like the day didn't even fucking start. It's like, okay, I just closed my eyes and it's daylight. And when I tell y'all the 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 cramp the cramp, I can't even describe every muscle. My toes were cramping up. My the heel of my foot was cramping up. My calves, my quads, my glutes, everything, my back, everything was just cramping up. I was like, I was yelling. I was like, oh shit. Oh no, they got me. Oh shit, they got me. And like, <laughs> I don't know who got me, but someone got me, man. I was, yo, I couldn't move. I was stiff as shit. And I see my uncle Mikey. He's like, yo, that's a good walk. And he's just like strolling through. I'm like, bro, no way. I said, yo, man, I, me, me get a good sweat still. I'm like, what? I'm done. I can't even move my legs. Like the next two days, I didn't walk anywhere. I didn't do shit. I just, I just chilled at home. He, like, I, I'm so thankful for Uncle Mike. He cooked all the food, man. He, he just blessed me up, man. I couldn't move, man. I, I was done. My body was done. But uh, yeah, aside from the the Blue Mountain experience, there's so many places to see in Jamaica. I still haven't seen. Like a lot of, we, we went to Helsher Beach. That was a nice experience. We ate some lobster on the beach. That was fucking dope. Um, Coronation Market was a, was a site. So much shit. Yo, there's a man selling Beats, Beats headphones for $15. $15 Canadian. I should have bought them, but I felt like it was a scam. Cause like, how are you getting these for $15? It's like a at least a couple hundred back home like how i knew they're stolen i knew they're hot but like bro like i should have investigated but like yeah aside from those experiences the food and like seeing oh i didn't even talk bro my grandfather's house so i'm just going to talk a little bit about my grandfather's house and then i'm going to wrap it up but um my grandfather lives in belfield uh mandeville and he, his house is, like, situated on, like, basically the side of a mountain. And when I tell you this is, like, the most pristine land I've seen in my life. 
Like, I took so many pictures, but they don't do it justice. It's so beautiful. And, like, my mom, when she told stories about her going to school, she's like, oh, yeah, me go a bush, and we, you know, we walk through the bush and go to school and thing. I'm like, the bush that she's talking about is a fucking forest. A jungle. A mountain jungle. She walked through mountain jungle to go to school. And this is after how many years? So they probably cut down a lot of trees. So it was probably a lot thicker than what I saw. I'm like, I'm like, damn. That is wild. But yeah, the his farm, like he, he had uh, some land uh, further away from the house. But what he had on uh, the property there, there's banana trees, there's breadfruit, orange trees, lime trees, like all sorts of fruit. Everything, he growing sweet potato right there and like, Yo, it's so lush and beautiful. And the view, when I tell you this view was immaculate. It was immaculate. Mans were just awestruck. It was the most beautiful place I've seen. And like, I I, I don't want to spend another winter here in Canada. When I when I go back to Jamaica, it's gonna be every every winter. I'm I'm planning this. I'm going to go to Jamaica every single winter and just spend time in Kingston a little bit and uh, go to my grandfather's farm, maybe build myself a house and just have my, my summer, my winter house there and just chill there and just, you know, live life and come back, you know, go back and forth. Because, like, I, I have to see that again. Once once was not enough. I have to see it again. It was beautiful. And yeah, like my experience there is is so nice. Everyone's so welcoming, and yeah, it's just Jamaicans are some of the most beautiful people. Yeah, they insulted me, they made me feel shitty sometimes. But like for the most part, everyone was very welcoming and very nice, and like just gracious. And I feel like that's not talked about enough about like really like honest Jamaican people. Everyone sees like, oh, you pot smokers, you know, dance hall. Like, yeah, that's a part of the culture. That's part of, you know, Jamaica. But like, it's not all of Jamaica. And I still haven't even experienced all of Jamaica myself. So this is like just my perspective on it. So, yeah, I wish to go back and experience that again. And uh, hopefully I sold you guys on maybe, you know, traveling to Jamaica and seeing how it is for you. You know, there's more than the resorts. That's for sure. I, I, I give you that. There's way more than the resorts, you know. And um, and one thing that um, I want to leave you guys with, like, even though I hadn't been there before and I didn't um, recognize anything, it still felt like home because home home is a feeling. It's not a place. It's not really a destination. Like, I never felt so comfortable in my life seeing so many black people experiencing everything and even now i can't even talk about everything i wanted to talk about jamaica and what i experienced because it was just so much and there's so much to describe and i'm still i'm still trying to piece together all the emotions still because it's still that vivid for me even though it's years later so I suggest to anyone out there that's feeling homesick or lost, just try to find home within yourself. 
and try to find that feeling because it's a feeling that comes first. It's not a place. It's a feeling. And once you find that feeling, harness it and keep it with you. And yeah, that's, uh, that's it. So you guys take care. Good luck. Bless up. Jamaica, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Mm.